The best from AMD has yet to come. You want good internet on your crew? Starlink's got you covered. And the Steam Deck hits a new milestone. Let's get into the hot news, everybody. I'm your Brett host. We're going to be going over the hottest tech news that I can find on the internet. Well, you enjoy your breakfast. And today's top story is going to be discussing the thing that AMD did not present at their latest announcement of their Ryzen 7000 series CPUs. It was actually one of the questions that came up the most while we were live streaming the event, which is, are there going to be announcements of the 3D vCache chips? Because we've only gotten the 5800X3D so far for $450 when AMD actually showed us off a 12 core chip. And so, I mean, where, where are the 3 3D vCache chips, especially if Ryzen 7000 is supposed to go toe to toe with 13th gen, are they going to make chips that can actually beat them in video games handedly? And that's what 3D vCache is expected to do. Well, now there's more reports coming out from the well-known leaker Graymon about the actual 3D vCache chips and their potential launch date. So releasing a tweet where cryptically it says V95, V9, and V8, which is supposed to be the vCache versions of those chips. So a 7950X, 7900X, and a 7800X add 3D to all of those, 7800X3D. So we only got a 7700X on the mainstream. It looks like AMD might be reserving that eight for the 3D version for this generation. And when people asked, when is that happening? He replied with CES. So that it does appear to be where AMD might show off more 3D vCache. And it's actually where AMD showed off 3D vCache last year, again, on that 12 core chip that we never ended up getting. It was just a prototype. And according to reports, it was supposed to be too expensive to make, so they just scrapped it and barely gave us anything in the 5800X3D. Can't tell, not a fan of the 5800X3D. I would really want it on the higher core chip. So a 7950X3D, 7900X3D, and 7800X3D all expected to potentially be announced January of 2023. Release dates will likely be a little bit past that. So that means that AMD is going to launch their 7000 series September 27th. We talked about in yesterday Yesterday's episode of Hot News, how Intel's likely to launch their 13th gen sometime in October, and then it would give it a couple of months of those duking it out over the holidays, and then AMD would hit us with 3D vCache, which, in case you're not familiar, is supposed to increase, at least with the 5th gen, gaming performance by up to 15%. So we would get a larger increase on these chips that are already supposed to be massively good for gaming, but as we found with the 5800X 3D, that 3D vCache ups the power consumption makes it so that you can't actually change the voltage or overclock it very well. You have to keep it locked down in order for it to behave properly. And so it could potentially lead to worse multi-core performance or just worse performance in regular applications. And this would be a very specific gaming chip. So we're expecting on top of that, just more specs, the 7950X to have 208 megabytes of cache. The 7900X 3D would have 204 megabytes of cache, and then the 7800X3D would have 104 megabytes of cache with them having large amounts of that L3 game cache. So something to look forward to. I do believe that the Ryzen 7000 series is gonna be a mighty fine setup. I really am looking forward to it. I mentioned in our announcement video of it, not a huge fan of the 7600X for upgrade reasons. That low end upgrade, just having to buy the extra RAM, the extra motherboard, makes it more expensive. AMD's not really focusing on the low end right now. Uh, there were a few comments of people being like, but you didn't say anything with 12th gen Intel. Well, 12th gen 
Intel number one, a little bit cheaper to upgrade to thanks to the fact that you can get DDR4 motherboards. And then number two, also thanks to the fact that Intel didn't launch their i3 chips until there were lower end motherboards. It still required a little pretty penny to upgrade, but the CPUs were cheaper with like the 12, 100F being a hundred bucks. Motherboards weren't as expensive as AMD's making this next gen look like. And then also DDR4 is still on the table. So all in an upgrade cost wasn't as high for some of the more mid-tier and lower-end offerings as Intel as AMD is looking like with the 7600X. But anything above that, again, I'm still a huge fan of. I'm looking forward to it. Let me know, are you looking to pick up the 7000 series as soon as it launches, or are you gonna be holding out for these X3D counterparts? I wanna hear from you down below in the comments. And you're gonna hear about crypto stonks, Bitcoin, middling day, not much to report, it's at 20, 23.8. Ethereum also just middle of the pack. 1581.74 is the price and Dogecoin also no movement there to be at 6.2 cents. And I'm not seeing enough movement from Reese. Can you give me a little wiggle in your chair? Hey everyone, welcome back to UFD Deals. We bring you the hottest tech deals out on the internet. I just have to say, Brett, you're looking nice today. Do you change something? Is it the hair or is it these new HyperX Cloud X official Xbox licensed gaming headsets designed for use with the Xbox One and Xbox Series XS? You can get that signature HyperX comfort for only $39.99, which is $43 off the usual price. And next up, another no-brainer is the one terabyte Samsung 980 Pro SSD with heatsink. This speedy Gen 4 drive is PS5 compatible and it's going for only $139.99, which is currently the same price as the version without the heatsink. And just remember, you can find all these deals and more linked in the video description. Hope you guys have a great start to your September and hopefully there's more deals to come. I don't know if he wiggled for me, but I hope, Reese, you learn to fight the hottie does effectively. Thank you so much, Reese, for the hottest tech deals on the internet. And the hottest space launch that people are anticipating is Artemis 1, which is the set of rockets that's gonna take us back to the moon with NASA. Anyways, the launch that was supposed to take place on August 29th was scrapped due to engine issues, and they have now set a new flight date of September 3rd between 2.17 and 4.17 Eastern. So we can look forward to that. There are still plenty of things that could come up to actually scrap the launch, but in case you wanna watch it, it should be live streamed at that time. So uh, keep your eyes peeled. But speaking of space things, getting internet in space and then back down onto a cruise ship is happening. Starlink partnering up, or rather Royal Caribbean partnering up with Starlink to bring broadband internet out to a cruise ship, which is actually pretty dang impressive because Starlink did launch their maritime service recently, which is cock expensive for anybody who's just a normal person who doesn't own a yacht. It starts at $10,000 for the hardware and then $5,000 a month in service in order to get it. So SpaceX providing that, they actually, when they announced this, Elon Musk talked about the fact that they are now using it for their drone ships, which actually catch the rocket boosters that are part of SpaceX. And they're saving a ton of money by spending this much because the internet solution that they had previously was number one, considerably more expensive, but then also number two, way worse in quality. So according to Royal Caribbean, they're gonna be offering a couple of packages with this. You should be able to watch YouTube and Netflix with no lag or buffering according to the reports. Obviously that might change as 7,000 people are on a cruise ship, but this could be good. I, 
if I was on a cruise ship, I probably wouldn't upgrade to the internet because like part of the appeal of a cruise ship is that you're disconnecting for a week and then like actually just getting to enjoy life in a different area. But for the people who are like, like regular cruisers, like they go on cruises because it's cheaper than owning a home and they just live on the cruise ship and it's fantastic. Well then that, this could be for them, but uh, I, the internet in, in the middle of the water, I don't know, but we did have internet in the car because we're doing the Cannonball for the Cure charity stream upcoming on October 21st. And we're currently doing all of the prep streams that we need to do in order to get an understanding of how everything's gonna perform. So if you go follow us over on Twitch, twitch.tv forward slash UFDisciple, you might catch us on one of the test streams and all of the points that you earn from watching us right now will count towards the giveaways that are gonna happen during Cannonball for the Cure, which will include PCs, I'm sure graphics cards. I'm thinking about giving away my Steam Deck and my Aya Neo Air in order to help incentivize raising funds to cure my son's rare disease. So you can come check us out over there for that. And we're testing Starlink as part of all of this, which is why I'm bringing it up now. But come come follow us. Come watch us over there. There shouldn't be anything happening today of this episode unless we get some new technology that I want to test. But there should be one tomorrow on Friday if all things go according to plan. But I'm planning on upgrading to an OLED gaming monitor at some point. There's just too many coming out for me to ignore them. LG announcing a 42-inch bendable OLED TV. They're saying it's the world's first. Obviously, Corsair came out with their bendable ultra-wide. This one's 4K, so that's the differentiation LG's making here. It's going to be 4K, 120 hertz. OLED looks good. You can bend it if you want. The LG OLED Flex TV. And then Samsung also announcing a curved OLED gaming monitor. It's not a TV, and it's not bendable. It's just already bent for you. So it's going to be 3440 by 1440, 175 hertz OLED panel. I mean, I believe this is the same one that's on the Alienware QD OLED that just came out. So I want it. I want it a lot. I want I want an OLED gaming monitor. I know I'm afraid to burn in, but I do want it. And in case you want to play games on your Steam Decks, Valve announcing a new milestone for the Steam Deck where there are now 5,000 games that are either playable or verified on the Steam Deck, which is 10% of the total catalog, at least the previously counted catalog back in 2021. That is a big, big step up. I think it was around 2,000 at the launch of the Steam Deck. So they've over doubled the amount of games that are now playable on the Steam Deck. Just good work being done by Valve in terms of getting the games working on SteamOS. It's it's great. They're doing good stuff. I like it. I'm very excited about the Steam Deck. I'm excited about Cannonball for the Cure Charity stream. So as mentioned, come check us out over on Twitch. With that being said, I'll see you back here for more hot tech news to round out the week.